Welcome to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. The energy of the dark feminine is rising. Are you ready to reclaim your power? Understand the power of the dark mother of creation in astrology Lilith. It's time for the world to recognize the power of dark feminine energy and how you can use it to heal, transform, and create the magic in your own life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. I'm so excited to have Stephanie Campos, my friend and fellow mystic, on the show. So Stephanie is an astrologer, healer, and witch who has been studying the mystical arts for over a decade. She uses your birth chart as a roadmap to your healing alongside EFT tapping, spell work, and energy work to promote radical shifts and transformation. Stephanie believes humans are all inherently magical creatures who are capable of regeneration and that you are worthy and deserving of your dream life. Stephanie is also a writer and serious cat lady. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Share yes, space with you. Thanks for coming on. Of course. So my first question for you is, how would you best describe your mystical gifts and talents? It's just something that's been ingrained in me since my childhood. I've always been curious about the other side, you know, whether it's like spirits or entities or other realms or dimensions. My younger sister has something called Rett syndrome and it's a neurological disorder and she is nonverbal. And ever since I was young, I just wanted to figure out like, how can I talk to her? How can I read her mind? Like, can I, can I become telepathic, you know, in some way? And I think that has just really increased this curiosity in the mystical world and spiritual practices and formed, yeah, what I believe and, you know, studying all of these tools. Do you feel that you've been able to achieve that and reach her on that level? Mm. We we definitely communicate psychically and non-verbally. I can tell by the way that she breathes if she's going to have a seizure. You know, I can tell by like a grimace in her face if she needs like a pain medicine. There's if there's a lot of, you know, body language and I think I think like mind connection for sure, not like full blown telepathic, but you know, there's been times right. where she communicates with yes and no cards. And I okay. believe that she can see spirits and entities. I feel them. So like if I walk into a room, I know, you know, if some someone or something is there, then there's been times where I have felt my grandma and my sister, you know, if I was watching her or something, she was like looking over my shoulder in a certain direction. And I would ask her with the yes and no cards, I would say, hey, is grandma here? And she would say yes. So stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. has been really profound and yeah, a very special to me and my soul. In terms of just being able to feel entities, being able to feel spirits, how has that informed your work? Does that is that a part of your mystical practice? Mm. I, I wouldn't say that it informs the work that I do with clients right now. Right now, I am taking some courses and studying 
very curious in mediumship that runs in my family on my mom's side of my family. And I've definitely had a lot of, I've seen, I've felt and yeah, so I'm very curious about learning more about that and opening up that channel, but it's not something that I use with my clients and in my practice at the moment. I mean, I think it's, you know, everybody feels vibes and energy, right? So that's like how I would use it definitely in my daily practice, not I have a Virgo moon, which can be kind of judgy, but I think it's more, more intuitive. You know, I really try to tune into what is my initial reaction? What hit am I getting from energetic hit? Am I getting from someone? Yeah. What is your, I guess when someone comes to you for a reading or for a service, what does that entail? What is your process? Like how, how does that, what does that look like? So I use the birth chart to help people heal. I think it is a radical tool for transformation, healing, growth, self-awareness, but there's so much more that you can go beyond. And when you pair it with EFT tapping or energy work or spell work, you can access those changes in real time. Like changing your life doesn't have to be really hard. It doesn't have to be really difficult. And it's possible to embody real shifts now in this timeline. So I I hold 90 minute sessions and I let the clients be the guide. I'm like, if you want to talk about astrology for 90 minutes, let's do it. We'll pull up your chart. We'll talk about your transits, what's to come. But if there's something, you know, in the first 30 minutes, that's really standing out. Like maybe we keep talking about not being able to set boundaries at work and just struggling with asserting your needs and all of these things. Like let's tap on that. So EFT tapping is a tool that has radically changed my life and can help clients shift after even one session. So what is EFT tapping? Because I've, I've just gotten into it. A lot of my listeners may not know what that is. Describe it. Yeah. 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 So it stands for emotional freedom technique and you are tapping along acupressure points from traditional Chinese medicine and you verbalize an issue and you talk through it. And as you name it, it actually helps you lower the cortisol in your body and it can help you create new neural pathways in your mind. So when you tap on these points, it's impacting the memory center of your brain and the stress center of your brain. And yeah, it just creates this, it allows you to calm down so you can feel into a new existence and possibility and reality. And I think for me, the reason why tapping was so profound is the embodiment piece. You know, it's not enough to, I think I'm a pretty self-aware person as a sun square Pluto. And I could name all of my limiting beliefs and I could name, oh, I give my, I was giving my power away and, oh, I was nervous about taking up space, but nothing was changing, you know, and tapping made it real, made it tangible, made it physical. And we are physical beings have living and having a spiritual experience. So I think the combination of that is so profound. Mm. So all the tribe members, uh, Black Moon Lilith Collective members, they've taken your workshop. But I guess for the listeners, you can't really see it. If you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. But 
how does it, can you just do a little quick yeah. example? <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. So let's say I was nervous talking on a podcast. So I would start by tapping on the side of the hand. And I would just say like, even though I'm feeling nervous, I still deeply, even though I'm feeling nervous, I still deeply and completely, I still deeply and completely love, accept and forgive myself, love, accept and forgive myself. And even though sometimes I get tongue tied, and even though sometimes I get tongue tied, no one's going to die. No one's going to die. It's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to be the end of the world. And I still look really cute. And I still look really cute. And it's going to be fine. And it's going to be fine. So I'm going to allow myself and my body to calm down. So I'm going to allow myself and my body to calm down. And I'm going to thank my body for trying its best to protect me. And I'm going to thank my body for trying its best to protect me. But I don't need to be protected in that way. But I don't need to be protected in that way. Because I have fucking got this. Because I have fucking got this. <laughs> so then we would take a deep breath. Hold it at the top. Release. And I like to... It's energy work. So I consider it energy work. I say chug water. And then mm. we would do a longer tapping starting on the top of the head, above the eyebrows, on the temples, under the eye, under your nose, on your chin, on your collarbone, under your armpit, and then the wrists together. And you just repeat that. And you can tap on anything yourself. Like if you are scrolling on Instagram and someone triggers you and you're feeling jealous, tap on that. You know, you, any, yeah. you can create your own script. There's nothing, you can't mess it up. That's the beautiful thing about tapping. Even if you miss a point, you can't mess it up. It's all helpful. It's that. all healing. Yeah. I love how you, you only need yourself. Like you don't have, I mean, you can buy stuff probably like, I don't know if there's any tapping tools or anything like that, but it seems mm. like it's very, you can do it in the moment. Like when you're in the airport or walking down the street. You can do oh my gosh. There. I love tapping in public places. I'm, I, <laughs> do some people look, are they like, Oh my God. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> Even when I drive and I have a stick shift, so this is like not the best, but you know, if I'm on the freeway, I'll, I'll be driving with one hand and then I'm like tapping through the points with my other hand sometimes. But yeah, working with a practitioner one-on-one -on -one is amazing because in the beginning, they interview you about whatever you're going through. And they're basically, we're, we're taking your words, your story, your experiences, and that's the script you know, that we're going to weave mm. through the session. So it is targeted, it is personalized, and it creates more of a profound shift than like the universal tapping videos, which are also so helpful and are really what like kickstarted massive change in my life. But yeah, it's a, it's a powerful tool and it can be used for manifestation as well. You did a mm -hmm. great one for the tribe that I do. <laughs> I still do it. Because yeah. it just, it, the affirmations, it really just helps. Is that what they're called? Mm, yeah, yeah. They're like affirmations. Happen. Like affirmations. They really just help shift your mind out of that 
that trauma response or trigger or reaction. But I, I really think it, it, it really does help. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. And I think going back to your question about tools, like just saying, oh, you just need yourself. My favorite thing to do and my t- tapping tip would be tap in front of the mirror. A oh, lot of people work. It's like, yeah, so you're getting the double whammy of mirror work. And it's it's freaky. Mm. In the beginning, I was like, and I love myself. You know what I mean? Like cringy, but it's powerful. It's really powerful. I love mirror work as a Scorpio, like just, just yes, going in the mirror in the morning and just saying affirmations. I'm going to try the tapping in the mirror thing as well, but mm-hmm. I'll go in and, and not only say affirmations, but just, yes, speak to myself mm-hmm. and talk to your shadow. So I, I talk about that a lot on, on Lilith astrology, but I think mishmashing that with EFT is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah. Um, so in terms of spell work, because you mm-hmm. mentioned you're, you're a witch as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's, I don't want to like ask you personal spells because I know sometimes you, know, you don't want to talk, I don't talk about my spells, <laughs> but <laughs> is there any that you want to share or something that's been super transformative for you that you think could really help the listeners out? Yeah, Sure. So I have a Virgo moon, which makes me totally practical, right? And that's like my intuition. Mm -hmm. And also I'm busy. I got things to do. So I love a good quick spell. And I also love, I think anything can be a spell. I don't think it has to be, you know, you get your grimoire out and you have all of your herbs and like, yes, sure. Matt, I love those kinds of spells too, but I'm here for the quickness of, of magic as well. So Something that I've been doing a lot recently is like fashion magic. And I've been Mm -hmm. purchasing outfits that I'm going to wear like and manifesting some an appearance to wear them on, you know, and I'll buy the outfit ahead of time and I'll get dolled up and I'll, you know, dress myself up and maybe I'll Photoshop myself into an interview chair, you know, with someone I want to work with or appear at some show I want to appear on. And that has been just embodying that version of my future self now and claiming that like to the universe, like not only am I um, saying this is going to happen by like putting these clothes on, but I've invested energetically money, you know, into particular pieces that has been freaking wild. Every time it works like a charm. Well, someone was on the Today Show recently, (laughs) which um, you can see on your website, which I'm going to link. We'll call out all all Stephanie's links at the end. But that was that was that uh, that was the first one. That was the first one. I bought a denim jumpsuit that I like had wanted for a really long time. And I was like, oh, it's too expensive. You don't need it. You don't deserve it. And then finally, I was like, no, no, no. It's going to look delicious on me and I'm going to wear it on television. And that's just it, you know, and voila. So I think there is something very powerful about when you get ready in the morning, who do you dress up, play dress up. We used to play dress up all the time as kids. Like, who do you want to be? Be the, be the future version of you now, you know, and just play pretend fake it till you make it. I think that that is really powerful. Um, and then I just, well, it I works people. 
It literally works. You have <laughs> like a full on <laughs> testimonial to fashion magic. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, some other, like another good, easy one around new moons or when you're like calling in manifestations, especially if it's like a water moon, I like to get just like a cup of water and tape and write my manifestations on the tape and I stick it on the glass of water and then I chug that shit quick and easy, you know? So you're like speak it and speak it into the water. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But anything, I mean, if you like to cook as you're adding herbs and you know the different ingredients imagine it's different things you want like here's ten thousand more dollars in my bank account here's you know whatever things you're trying to manifest but anything can be magic that's so uh that's so virgo that's a virgo witch (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that in terms of plant magic and like speaking of virgo witch do you Mm -hmm. recommend any any herbs that are your favorites or like Mm. I think, I think it's important to work with the herbs that you have, you know, or, and tend your own garden. If you do want to, um, grow your own herbs, the house that I live in came with a rosemary bush and a sage bush and some lavender. It is like the witchiest house ever. And it's like, has a lemon tree and an apple tree. It's very, you know, I'm feeling very grateful and fortunate every day part of my gratitude practice is like just connecting with this earth, this land, this house is, but I love rosemary. Love me some rosemary. Mm. And even doing like a little sweep, you know, with the rosemary Mm -hmm. and clearing my energy. Yeah. That's, I love doing that too. You're taking a bath, a spiritual bath. Oh, I love those. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, Yeah. Do you put crystals in your bath or what do you do? What do you, yeah. I do do crystals, but sometimes I'll do herbs. If I'm, mm-hmm. if there's a particular spell I'm doing, mm-hmm. then they'll be like, and that could get pretty messy at the end, but during mm-hmm. the bath, it's great. Um, yeah. So yeah, a combination of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I get like way too many crystals and I can't really, it's like uncomfortable in there, but you know, you can never have too many. Be careful of that. They're sharp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go in the wrong places. Like, what? Yeah, but you know, the mundane, there is magic in the mundane. And I think that there's something to be said about about how our rituals, right? The tiny little tasks that we do. And the more that you make little changes, it's not the big changes that are going to bring about the most magic. It's like a commitment and dedication and nurturing of those like tiny little rituals and making shifts. So, So Virgo. Yeah, I know. That's like something that I, I just really like drill home. I, I hate to say drill because it's, it's very, I guess it's the Scorpio, the Leo in me. <laughs> but I really just repeat it a lot on this channel and in my content is ritual because, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of talking a little bit about this before we started recording, but what we'll, both of us will find with our clients is we'll meet once a year, or we'll meet sporadically. And we can't keep up with you after that. So, so important in a spiritual practice to practice repetition. And that includes when you're doing EFT or working with your energy and doing energy healing, trying to do it every day so that you're doing it over a longer span of time. And that makes manifestations come in that much faster or your spell work to work faster is really keeping up with repetition. So I think that's so important as well. 
Yeah, and it signals to the universe, like, oh, my God, this bitch is serious. She's doing it every day. So I'll meet her energy there. Whereas, like, and I think it's so, I love to give, I'm just, like, so Virgo cliche today, but I love giving my clients homework, you know, after every session. Mm -hmm. And there is something more powerful about when you're working with someone one-on-one in a container and you can follow up, like, well, did you do that? Mm -hmm. Like, how did it work? Did it help? Have you been keeping up with your rituals versus, yeah, meeting someone once a year and barely any changes have taken place the next time you're chatting and, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Transformation. It's all up to you. Um, And this actually, this is a great segue into my next question about, let's just talk about manifestation and like, what are the biggest, what's the biggest thing that you've learned when you really went full on with your manifestation practice and becoming a teacher of it? Like what's like the, the big key to it that you found? For me personally, and I think it's obviously going to be different for everyone, but for me, I had to become present. I was living a life where I was dissociating most of the time. And if I wasn't dissociating, I was staying super busy just to not think about trauma and on unprocessed trauma that um, I had experienced and becoming present, becoming embodied through tapping, literally interacting with my physical being, because I've always been so cerebral and, you know, talking about other dimensions since I was like, in before I was 10, you know, and that's, Mm. um, cool and great and magical, but I wasn't tied and rooted to the human experience in a lot of ways. And I dissociated and enjoying and allowing pleasure and presence in my life in a tangible way has been huge. Oh my goodness. You're reading my mind as well. <laughs> presence is so important because a big, I, 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 that was one thing for me as well in my life. And presence also, it just raises your frequency and your magnetism so much because you're also not funneling negativity or fear or, or your traumas into your next reality. You're focused on now. And also when you're present, you can have the space, you can clear the space, you can make room for those manifestations to come in. Um, and to make for what you truly want or who you truly are to actually manifest in your life versus the traumas that are from your past. Because um, when you ignore those, they're, they're, it's a shadow. It just builds up into this big, dark shadow that follows you around and may not notice it, right? So mm-hmm. presence, and when we're, we're saying presence, it's it's being in your present moment and not allowing other things to disrupt that. Other from the past or from things from the future, just being in the now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was not ever in the now. I was always in the past or I was always in the future anticipating Mm -hmm. a repeat of the past, you know, and that's, I was my own worst enemy in that way. And I had no real clue. If you would have asked me, I would have been like, yeah, I'm present. I'm self-aware. I can tell you what's wrong with me. I can tell you, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't until I started tapping and it wasn't like I, I was like, I'm going to tap on all my trauma and figure it out. It was just, no, it's like, oh, I'm going to tap on lowering my anxiety. No, I have some trauma around reading. I'm going to tap through that. Oh, and then as I started to tap more and I became 
more aware, I had a lot of repressed memories come through and some, you know, trauma from my childhood. And that was a massive turning point for me because I was able to name it and able to, Mm. you know, I don't want to say, I guess, confront it and process it in my own way and start the healing process because, and as I've learned, you know, that it's only been since I started tapping regularly September of last year and the memories came back in November of last year. So it hasn't really been that long, but the life I was living before, I felt like a prisoner in my own body and I was self-sabotaging. I was giving my power away. I was trying to shrink and make myself as small and unnoticeable as possible. And to say that, what, like nine months later, I feel a complete 180 and healing isn't linear. And I've obviously recognized that and definitely have waves that come up, but it's just been wild. Wow. Wow. So is that the big, what's like the biggest radical shift? Or is that really like coming to terms, like remembering repressed memories, healing those? Is that the biggest shift for you? I think that was, that was the biggest one because it was the source of a lot of these other issues, right? Like me giving my power away, me being scared to take up space, me being scared to use my voice or feeling like I was going to get in trouble if I spoke up about something, no matter what it was, you know, that all stems from childhood abuse trauma that I went through. And I was able to like deeper, like understand on a deeper level why I had, why I was acting in this way. You know, I had um, other traumas go on in my childhood and I always thought it was just that. And I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's from, I grew up really young. I had a lot of responsibility with my sister, like all of, all of the regular, you know, your parents are divorced. Um, My parents met in a cult, which was a strange way for them to meet in the beginning. So there's just a lot of different things that I had kind of placed or assumed like, oh, that's, that's where this stems from. But I was able to get to like the root of, yeah, of a lot of my life (laughs) through tapping and just feeling Um, embodied for the first time because I was so, so scared to be in my body. Wow. What about with your clients? Do you feel, is there a specific one you can talk about and share Mm. what's the biggest shift you've seen? Mm. So when it, when I start working with a client, depending on what issue they want to, let's say they have a scarcity mindset. Um, I'll come up with a a setup statement at the beginning and I'll say like, let's say I am abundant or it is safe for me to quit my job or whatever their fear is around that. And I'll say one to 10, where are you? One being, oh my God, hell no, that is not true. 10 being fuck yes, of course I am abundant and can quit my job. And usually they'll start out somewhere between two or four in the lower end. And after the tapping, I always ask, again, the setup statement. Generally, people move like towards an eight, towards the end of the tapping session. So it really, it depends. I think I've had sessions where 
I see shifts within 20 minutes after a session or it's, but some, some issues are complex and layered. And like when it comes to childhood trauma, it, you're unpacking the layers of that, you know? So it just really depends. Like there's self-worth pieces, then there's, yeah, it's like an onion. Wow. You're just like helping me segue here with the self-worth <laughs> because now on a segue into a little astrology and mm. right now we have the nodes we have the north node in Taurus so that's self-worth mm -hmm. there and then mm -hmm. we have the south node in Scorpio and I just want to touch on that because south node in Scorpio can be very heavy and so I think everyone in the collective to some extent whether it's you're you're stressed out over Roe v Wade or you have something in your own individual life going on in relation to the south node what is some advice <laughs> to, to everyone how to get through mm. these next 18 months well i think what do we have left now like 10, 10 months yeah. left in this cycle yeah. yeah and i have a lot of scorpio listeners as well thank you for listening to the black moon lilith rising podcast i would love for you to check out my free horoscopes now offered in our editorial section the coven I also invite you to join our mailing list to receive a free gift, an alchemist's guide to Black Moon Lilith. I also want to mention my beloved tribe, Black Moon Lilith Collective, and that it's open all year long now for enrollment. You can learn more about these beautiful offerings by heading to LilithAstrology.com. So what exactly is Black Moon Lilith Collective? Well, this is my exclusive online streaming platform and community dedicated to elevating and empowering the collective through astrology, alchemy, and the esoteric arts. This content features in-depth video horoscopes, community, workshops, and more. So we dive deeper than your typical astrology app. Not only does this include content from me, but we also have an amazing panel of expert practitioners contributing each month. I hope to see you in the tribe. Well, yeah. I would say to all the Scorpio listeners out there, they probably, they probably already know this, but I think the best piece of advice that I can offer is to try and surrender and to release control because that those are Scorpiondic shadow side tendencies to try to want to control especially as you if you have been through and lived through difficult life experiences you're like mm -mm -mm, that's not going to happen again to me I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen and that's you can't do that you gotta you gotta just it sounds it's harder than it sounds obviously but I think it ties in with being present you know, surrendering is just to what's going on in the present and just naming like, I'm not okay right now. I'm not like, this is fucking hard right now. This breaks my heart or whatever, wherever you are naming it. And also if you can become an observer of your emotions versus like just getting more frustrated and like kind of spiraling and getting lost in them, but really stepping back and especially if it's like a personal trigger like why where does this come from the more reflective you can be i also think journaling is a tool that's changed my life i started doing that at the same time 
that I started tapping every day. I started journaling with the planets every day. You don't have to journal with the planets, but it's a wonderful way to, for anyone who has any type of anxiety, insomnia, depression, to just get all of your thoughts, everything that's going on up here onto the page. And you can feel like a clean slate almost because it's there. If you need to reference it, you don't have to keep replaying the the sad cliff notes in your mind over and over again. You've got it in your little book. You can go on with your day. And it's helped me become more present in that way and helped me mm-hmm. surrender to the situations, you know, at, yeah, when, yeah, when needed. I think the great thing about Scorpio is... Like the great thing about Scorpio. (laughs) On the other end of Scorpio, we do have Taurus. And, Mm. you know, we've got Uranus there. And basically, just for just for reference for everyone. So these are the karmic nodes of the moon. And basically, when they're transiting as a collective, we experience the south node is where we're going to experience some loss or some change. And mm-hmm. we're going to need to surrender certain things in order to move towards that north node. And Taurus does represent worth. It represents, it does represent abundance as well. Um, mm-hmm. It represents self-worth. So surrendering can kind of lead us in that direction. But do you have any advice on, on worthiness, self-worth, lack, like, people who mm. may be battling those shadows, because I just feel like that's just, it's its a collective thing right now. A lot of people are, are dealing with. I think something that I started to recognize in like my own personal self-worth journey was a lot of the stuff I was telling myself about myself was like projections from other people. Stuff, whether they maybe they were verbally said to me or maybe they weren't maybe it was just something i felt and maybe that person did feel that way but maybe they didn't also you know and so i think kind of deconstructing and being more reflective on like what are the mean things you say to yourself you have to be able to name that you have to be able to be aware of that (laughs) and from there you can start to clear that stuff out either through like I'll make a list every morning or, or every week, you know, of stuff like shadowy stuff that's coming up in me because we're human. That's natural. It happens. And I try to clear it out that week through tapping, you know, one day at a time. Sometimes I'll tap on two things or three things. I've tapped so hard. I've got like a giant bruise here before, but yeah, I think just being able to be aware of how you speak to yourself and also recognizing that a lot of that programming is probably not actually what you believe. It's probably picked up and you it's you can shed that. You don't have to carry that around. And when you choose to shed that, when you choose that mm, I don't have to, I I don't need to operate like this anymore, your life can literally change and it can be easy. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to. Mirror work, like you were saying unbelievable tool like just start being nice to yourself in the mirror I can't tell you how many times I've recommended that to people and they're like oh really I'm like yeah you know people are scared to say nice things to themselves and that's sad that's like the bare minimum you're alone who's gonna judge you nobody cares but it's hard it's a challenge for a lot of people yeah it's programming like you said 
I mean, if we even look at, like I used to work in the beauty industry, we see ads all the time. It's all about like teaching us to hate ourselves or we're not enough or we mm-hmm. need this product to be like whoever, whatever influencer or whatever celebrity. Like a lot of our culture in America, mm-hmm. it's ingrained in us to shrink ourselves and especially women as well. Like, hello, mm-hmm. like the, the pay gap exists, but also a lot of the time we can perpetuate our own pay gap. Mm-hmm. as women because it's just ingrained in us to not ask for enough or mm-hmm. to think that a dollar is okay whereas a man would walk in someplace and ask for five and they'd be like why are you really asking for that like and you have a problem mm-hmm. with that I think this axis is really a time for like you're saying shedding all of that shadow of unworthiness doubt crisis trauma all the scorpion fun stuff so that yeah. that that Taurus energy, that abundance that's right on the other side of all of that can really shine through. And Taurus is also about values, your personal value system. And I think when you are living in alignment with your values, if you can name like what are your core three to five values and you're doing your fucking best to live that way, your self-worth is naturally going to increase as well. Mm-hmm. I think self something else about the south node in Scorpio just being um something people can do is invite in more self-forgiveness. Yeah, self-compassion. That's something that like doesn't exist. Yeah. It you know, it barely exists in the world today as it is and if you can forgive yourself and love yourself and commit to being better you know, do yeah. it. It's, it's shame. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of the time, I mean, shame, I would associate that it's a shadow of, of Scorpio. It's a, it's a, if you're dealing with trauma, which this is Scorpio energy, you can feel shame around it. And then that builds mm-hmm. up and like, it stops you from being yourself. Yeah. Like being who you are. So we're filming this in July. We're almost to Leo season. Yeah. And I really think that this Leo season for everyone, not just Leos, but especially Leos or fixed signs, it's about really embodying yourself and your truth and your true expression and shame, guilt, not feeling like enough, unworthiness, all blocks who you are. Mm-hmm. It all blocks it. And and whether that's, you know, you want to juggle in a, in a circus or if you want to be a movie star, it can block and dampen that light that you were meant to express in this world mm-hmm. if you don't get rid of all that shit and, and clear it out so that there's room to actually shine. And I think a mm. lot of people, especially Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, Taurus, these are the fixed signs. It's really going to be full force. And a lot of you are going to be like, enough's enough. Like, mm-hmm. time's up on all of you bitches. Like, mm-hmm. you're like <laughs> Yes. Nothing's going to stop me. <laughs> Yeah, this, I mean, there's, Leo season starts off with a bang and it keeps it going. We've got a lot of the outer planets uh, aspecting inner planets, and that is going to bring some monumental shifts that are overdue and much needed. So it's definitely a life-changing time. It is. So in terms of astrology, how do you feel it's changed your life? And obviously it it is the life changer. So, (laughs) Mm, mm, oh my gosh. 
what a big question. I, I know. Think... I feel like I'm like, there's so many things to say about astrology. <laughs> Journaling with the planets has been the most profound. And that's more recent because I just feel like I know them better, you know, and I can also, and I'm also able to learn that like, oh, if I have Mars on my IC, you know, which could be a difficult transit someone might, you know, see as it's all, it's never what you think it's going to be. So the, I used to transit trip a lot and get ahead of myself and be like, oh my gosh, this is going to come up in my chart. It's going to be the end. It's going to be awful. But journaling with the planets has let me see like, oh no, there's a lot of different ways that can manifest. It can manifest as a headache. I had a horrible headache when Mars was on my IC all day. I never get headaches. So, you know, it, it can show up in many, many different ways. I think one of the ways that astrology has really changed my life is it's just it's all about timing, right? So it shows you these periods of time that are the most opportune for either shedding, purging, and releasing, manifesting, and taking action. And when I pair it with spell work and EFT tapping, I know exactly what to tap on, right? If it's a full moon, I'm like, let's clear this shit out. I don't need this anymore in my life, you know? If it's a new moon and I want to manifest a book or something like that. I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm a best-selling author. You, you know how to, you know what the timing of what to go after in your life. It's just, it's such an invaluable tool. And horror. I like do you practice? Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Asking a question for the moment. It's kind of like tarot for astrology you cast a chart if someone asks a question at the time that they ask and based on where all the planets are you can you get a pretty detailed answer very much oh, yeah yeah like you can like find stuff yes <laughs> i have found so many lost things in our house and joey's like how'd you do that you're like, like there you go <laughs> the moon was in the second house we knew it was going to come back to us yeah <laughs> wow i i can't even like i literally wake up in the morning and immediately like I shouldn't be doing but I have my phone I got I have astral gold on my phone and I'm like transits and I look yes. at the day I can't go I, I don't know how people do it like yeah. I can't go yeah. a day like it's yeah. the weather it's the weather I do the same thing yeah yeah I'm like oh, oh yeah. um do you do you have honeycomb calendar have you ever no, what's this? so it's this amazing book and it gives you all of your transits for like the whole year and it will do it based on your annual perfection, like time Lord of the year. So like the more impactful transits, oh, the wow. full moons that are like right on your personal planets, but it is phenomenal. And I recommend that planner to anyone who tracks their transits. Oh, I need to do that. Yeah. That. Um, Can you just get it on online or do they have like a website? They have a website and you put in your birth information and they'll they have all these different options that you can add on. Like they can put in your solar return chart so you can like see some themes for your year to come. They have a different like coding system. So like they'll highlight the transits that you really need to know about for the day. But I, mm -hmm. I do that. Like I go through my calendar four weeks in advance and I'm like, I will literally mark my work calendar. I'll take days off where I'm like, that's going to be an awful day for me. Or I'm going to be crying all day in a bathtub. Or, you know, you know, when you know. Um, oh, you're talking to a cancer rising <laughs> Scorpio sun, okay? Every day is like you just described. So. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's really helpful in in that sense, you know. I think. Oh, that just reminded me of you know saying like, how did this, how has astrology changed my life? Like with timing and planning, I I was able to see. I knew when my dad would probably pass away, mm-hmm. and like a year in advance, I saw a really difficult time coming up, and it was from the outer planets. It was once in a lifetime transits. I wouldn't be experiencing them again. And I blocked Is off it like Pluto. It was <laughs> it was Saturn square Uranus. That last Saturn square Uranus in December was exactly on top of my sun square Pluto. Exactly to the degree. Mm. So very intense. Very intense. And oh um, yeah. And Uranus is the ruler of your eighth, right? Mm, my eighth is are you Aquarius eighth oh yeah in um in Placidus yeah Uh yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. so it was you know but Mm -hmm. but I was able to close my books I closed my books months ahead you know for all of November and all of December and and that was when I had like was dealing with so much in my life and I didn't have the I knew I wasn't going to have the bandwidth to work with clients and I was able to do that so yeah yeah yeah, everyone you can you can see that that stuff I've seen things like that and like you yeah you're like okay you're able to process it and this is coming from an astrologer point of view of course because we we can really see it and in terms of working with clients I know that there's you have to be very cognizant of what people can handle but yes. with ourselves you can see yeah you can see yeah. things like that and I think it's yeah. so different if you have a client that's like my you know father has a terminal illness they've given him this window do you see anything coming up versus like if someone's like when when when's my mom gonna die I'm not gonna tell you that I don't I don't know that you know, because death transits are totally unpredictable, totally unpredictable. And it's not, it's not Pluto. It's not always what you think. Pluto yeah. rarely kills people. Yeah. Yeah. Uranus is a big one. Saturn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uranus, Saturn, Saturn, Uranus square. That's yeah. And it can be sudden mm-hmm. Uranus as well. It's not, not too fun. And right now as a collective, we were talk, just talking about this as well. We have the Pluto return mm. for the United States mm. and Pluto is at play but we've got Uranus in Taurus Saturn's in Aquarius and then next year Pluto moves into Aquarius as well so like what are your thoughts on the times the transition times some say we're moving into the age of Aquarius some <laughs> say we're not like what are your thoughts on the mm. next like year or two years <laughs> I think we're confronting our shadows And I think it's going to be super fucking unpleasant. And I think it's going to be heartbreaking and it's going to be devastating. And I think it has to get worse before it gets better. And I think as much as you can hold the hope in your heart, you know, and, but I think it's, we have some intensity ahead and we have a lot of shadows to confront. This country was not founded on anything moral and we have to deal with that. It's time to face face the music yeah yeah and that's what Pluto is really 
driving home and Pluto can be relentless like Scorpio, but Pluto is in Capricorn, but like Pluto rules over Scorpio, but like the sign, it's like, have you learned your lesson? And if not, mm -hmm. Pluto is going to be like, mm, it's going to keep going. Keep, yeah. Keep driving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, whew. what an intense note to end on. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, how do we bring it back? I can't help it. There <laughs> Very Scorpio, very like Sun Square Pluto and Scorpio of us. But you know, it's important to name that and reflect on that and yeah. use that information to make make the change that you can on your own personal level. Like speak up for injustices, use a platform if you have it. I mean, yeah. just do the work. Yeah, do the work and not only for the collective, but for yourself. Because when you do the work yourself too, internally, it's like a chain reaction to everyone mm -hmm. else. And I think empowerment, it, it doesn't look pretty all the time. And mm -hmm. I think some of the, the most powerful magic is done in the dark. Yeah. It really is. And I, I mean, I, and you as well, we've gone through like career changes, life changes all through such a dark time in COVID from 2020 mm -hmm. till now. And I know a lot of my clients have, and just a lot of people in general, we had the great resignation as a collective that we're all doing our own personal work. So now's the time. Now's the time to really like dig deep. And even though it's going to feel difficult and, and not so fun sometimes mm -hmm. on the other side of that is getting out of certain situations or moving towards something else, making a change. Yeah. And you, you can't have the light without the darkness. And so this is where we are and we can choose yeah. to move through it together. And I think joy and pleasure and presence are all acts of resistance, you know? So yeah. continuing to invite that into your life and remind yourself that you deserve that and you can still have fun and live a joyful life throughout all of this, like it's possible and, you know, the dualities, right? Like, yeah, so it's a lot to hold all at once. Yeah, it is. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your gifts, your perspective. Where can everyone find you on the interwebs? Thank you for having me. This was so lovely. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Stephanie N. Campos. And you can find me on the internet at stephaniencampos.com. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. I invite you to discover lilithastrology.com and sign up for email to receive my free guide, an alchemist's guide to Black Moon Lilith. Until next time.